Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks. A podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome to Courtside with Kurt. I'm news editor Jennifer Driscoll, and I'm here with reporter Kurt Brown. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, Kurt. So, it's been a busy couple of days. It has. The uh, last two weeks have been uh, very, very busy on the crime beat and the court beat. There's been a lot going on. And this was an unusual case that you sure, yeah. uh, came across while you were at the court covering something else. This one caught your eye. Yes. I forgot which one it was now. They've all kind of <laughs> right. run into each other. Um, truth be told, <clears throat> there was an item on the New Bedford Police Department log that had captured my attention. Uh it had the defendant's name as well as the charges. The charges were very serious. But that's all it said. None of the facts were there. Um, I went back later in the afternoon, uh, approximately around 4 o'clock. The court is closing within half an hour. The people, the wonderful people in the clerk's office, who I don't know how they tolerate me. I'm there constantly. <laughs> they said to me, we don't have the court docs. And so... I said, well, do you think you'll have them in the, in the next 15 minutes or so? And they shrugged their shoulders and said, we don't know. We don't have them. And so I, to pass the time, I went into the courtroom, and as luck would have it, the uh, case was called. And, and that's where we are today. Right. Sometimes it happens like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to discuss the case of Jerry Cherry. Correct who is accused of using his dog as a weapon in New Bedford. Yes, his pit bull. Um, the news about this is that he has a dangerousness hearing uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, in New Bedford District Court. Um, and just like you said, he is charged with using uh, his pit bull as a weapon in a, an attack on a 13-year-old New Bedford girl. He also used his... Um, uh, pit bull on another 13-year-old girl, but she ran away. She saw what was happening she and got saw, out of there. Correct. So what we know from when you were in court last week is the incident started outside. Yes. And it happened between a few girls, mm -hmm. uh, young, teenage, yeah. young teenagers. Uh, Mr. Cherry heard what was happening, uh, came outside to investigate, took his dog along with him, on a leash. Mm -hmm. uh, then Mr. Cherry was heard saying, get her and attack mm -hmm. to the dog. Correct. And a girl was bitten four times by the pit bull while still on the leash yeah. held by Mr. Cherry. The uh, young uh, lady was bitten on the back, on the elbow, on the knee, on the arm. She went to St. Luke's Hospital in a private vehicle for treatment of her injuries. Uh, second uh, victim uh, fled. There are also 
three homemade videos of this incident. That's uh, people watching what was happening. Correct. Taking not, it on their cell phone. Right. Not private surveillance. Um, when this case uh, was heard in court, the DA's office requested a dangerousness hearing. Uh, the judge on the bench granted it, found probable cause to, uh, to grant it. And uh, the judge mentioned that she would like the videos, if they're going to be played, to be queued up and ready to go at the dangerousness hearing on, on Tuesday. Uh, missed, uh, the New Bedford Police Department interviewed uh, Mr. Cherry. Uh, his defense was that he didn't know the dog had bitten the teen, um, that he was just meaning to scare her. Just meaning to scare her. Uh, Didn't realize the dog had bitten her until he saw it on the, the video, videos. Correct, yeah. Yep. Um, so there's a lot more. It seems that there's a lot more that was going on that we don't quite know. Uh, depending on what kind of defense is offered on Tuesday, uh, perhaps we'll know a lot more. So do we have um, any idea on the status of the dog? We do not. There's nothing in the police report about that. Uh, uh, I would Usually in a case like this, a dog will be quarantined because the dog bit somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it is the chief's decision to, uh, to regarding what happens to the dog, uh, but that decision can be appealed in the courts. Okay. So this case is not your typical uh, dog attack, someone gets bitten case, because we have a charge here of the dog basically being used as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it unique. Sure is. Charges against the defendant are um, assault and battery on a child with injury, assault to maim, assault with a dangerous weapon, disturbing the peace, and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. And the that da- weapon is the dog. The, I was just going to say that. The, <laughs> the dangerous weapon is the dog. Uh, a dangerous weapon can be anything. I've, I've seen a criminal case where a former boxer was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. His the dangerous weapon being his fists. Really? Yeah. So as far as we can tell from the court case, what was said in court, this was a dog just following orders. The dog was on the leash. His uh, master was telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. This was not not a a case of just two people walking down the street and the dog got loose kind of thing. That is correct. The dog was on the leash. That <clears throat> The court documents are very clear. And that Mr. Cherry brought the dog into the disagreement. Um, the, uh, the victim in this case and two of her friends were walking down the street on Linden Street and the mother of the... A girl that she has a disagreement with and her sister came outside and I don't know all the facts in the case, uh, but they got into an argument and got into a fight. At this point, uh, Mr. Cherry comes out of the apartment with the pit bull. Mm. 
and encourages the pit bull to attack. And the pit bull did as... Followed orders. Followed orders, yes. Hmm. This is a case of it's not the pit bull necessarily at fault here. You're absolutely right. It's the owner. It's the owner. Because the dog's just being a dog. Dog is being a dog, and the pit bulls are very loyal, uh, very dedicated to their owners, and the uh, um, dog was just doing what the dog was told to do. But we shall see what happens with this uh, case, because that's another wrinkle in this, what happens to the dog. Absolutely. Mm. This is not going to help the case for pit bulls. You're absolutely right, unfortunately. Unfortunately, a lot of these cases that involve dogs mm-hmm. tend to be pit bulls in New Bedford. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So we will see what happens to tomorrow. I'll, uh, I'll be in uh, court t- Tuesday. We have another important dangerousness hearing, and, and that's uh, Miguel Brazil, the man uh, accused in two um, violent purse snatchings in Dartmouth. So it promises to be a very busy day. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us today on Courtside with Kurt. And for more on this case, and you can follow Kurt live from court, at on his Twitter account at Kurt Brown underscore SCT. And you can follow his stories and all the coverage at southcoasttoday.com. And also check our Facebook page. Um, thank you very much, Jennifer. Thank you, Kurt. And uh, thank you, listeners, uh, one and all. Uh, we appreciate uh, your interest. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.